Welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em. After a summer hiatus, we're back. Dave's back. Miles is back. And football is back. And that's what we're going to be covering today is college football. We are just about to hit week zero uh, with a few interesting games, including an overseas game as well. uh, And a ton to get into from win totals to surprise teams. And a way too early look at uh, who we have finishing in the college football playoff. But first, Dave, I'll hand it over to you, man. Uh, It's great to be back, obviously recording and having college football uh, happening this week. And we will be with college football all the way through the new year. So that's a great thing to hear. Oh, it's been it's, it's great to have it back. It really is. I've missed it. Dearly, I'm blessed that I've gotten into tennis. Um, so we didn't have to suffer the just MLB drought, and <laughs> which has made it a lot more, a lot easier to deal with. Uh, as we're speaking of football here, I'm watching this replay of the Panthers Patriots preseason game here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not uh, yeah. I'm glad we're talking college football today uh, because the NFL episode, at least on my end maybe a little depressing i'm i'm hoping that baker mayfield can bring the panthers uh to i i wouldn't say the promised land but at least above four wins but i'm not even confident in that. i think you could, you could be confident in that right four of them i mean you're in the same division as the falcons there's half of them right right if they can at least split uh split the series with the falcons and the saints Hopefully we'll be all right, but you know that's <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. We can talk about that forever, but I will give your guy credit. Mac Jones was zipping it around, so uh, uh, it, it shouldn't it should be a lot more a uh, lot more happier times in Gillette Stadium than uh, than Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte this year. I've got my fingers crossed, and I've got my fingers crossed for some happy times in Davis Wade Stadium as well this year. That's a great great transition dave uh i love that you bring that up i want to hit on some win totals uh just right off the bat and let's start with the mississippi state bulldogs i had them at six and a half wins is their over under which is abysmally low uh it is a pretty penny to to pay for that over at uh, minus 140 i have it at but that was one of the first that I locked in as a uh, as a near lock, I would say. Um, I think the improvements, obviously, you know, you look at guys uh, like Austin Williams looking to take a big step this year. The offensive line should be great. Uh, again, they've been building that up. The defense should, again, be one of the best. And the SEC West, really top to bottom for the first time in a long time, is fairly competent i would say i mean you you look down the list and there's going to be a lot of good teams this year so conference play is going to be a lot of fun for sure uh and i definitely think mississippi state can win uh over six and a half games this year oh yeah i definitely think they should and i'm looking at it here right now on on FanDuel, and they've got a section where you can wager a team to win 10 plus games and mississippi state's right now it's sitting at plus 2,000. Wow. 
I'm not saying they're going to win 10 games, but I do think plus 2,000 could be worth putting, you know, a fifth of a unit on, a tenth of a unit on, just to just to see what happens. Well, it's absolutely worth a sprinkle. You go down there, uh, and not to be a homer podcast by any means, but this is just <laughs> this is just a smart bet, if we're being honest. You look at the schedule, Dave. They open up against Memphis. That's going to be an emotional game. Mississippi State may win that game by 40. Miss Memphis is obviously downgraded from last year. The way that game went for Mississippi State last year, they are all going to be fired up and they're going to want to destroy that team. The next week against Arizona, hopefully there's no problems there. Then you got Saturday night in Baton Rouge, primetime on ESPN. Uh, Kelly's first game as a head coach in the SEC for LSU. I mean, that that could go one or two ways for LSU, and I think it's going to go the wrong way. I think Mississippi State's going to be fired up for that. You got Bowling Green. I see Mississippi State already 4-0 at that point. Um, then you have Texas A&M. Mississippi State's proven over the last four or five years to be able to handle Texas A&M, not just last year going into College Station, but I believe it was 2018 when both teams were ranked in the top 20. Um, and Mississippi State took care of business handily at home in Starkville. Um, I think that's a win right there. So that's 5-0 and already. You're giving me 5-0. and I've only got to win two games the rest of the year. They're at Kentucky. Kentucky's going to be decent, but they've got Auburn at home and East Tennessee State later in the year. So just say you take losses to uh, Arkansas somehow, Alabama, and Georgia. And you're still over that six and a half point win. So I know that was a long, uh, long kind of rant or whatever there. But just giving you a look at at all the winnable games for Mississippi State this year. And there's minimum eight there, I see. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the six and a half is much too low. And it, it's it's crazy to me that it hasn't moved up from there. But I, yeah, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. I don't even... I don't, I don't need to say anything. You've said it all for me. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's all there. It's simple. Well, Dave, I will rattle off a few more uh, win totals that I really like this year uh, for you and our listeners. Uh, these are all overs. I didn't really take any unders uh, or I haven't yet. Um, and I don't think that will change. There's a, I liked more of the overs than the unders. I'll say that. So, First off, we'll start with Oklahoma State over eight and a half. I think a lot of people are are doubting Gundy, um, and especially with the um, offseason stuff that has happened as of late. Um, but I, I I don't think there's any reason to not think Oklahoma State um, couldn't couldn't push uh, uh, for I mean for at least eight and a half wins easily, and if not for the uh, conference in general. Next up is NC State. Theirs is at nine. So they've got to win 10 games this year. And they've got to play Clemson. And they've got to play, which people may overlook, uh, but NC State fans surely won't, is that opening game at East Carolina. Uh, NC State, Dave, kind of like Mississippi State, whenever they have a lot of of love from the media and everything, they tend to crumble in those spots. Uh, that's going to be a scary spot for Wolfpack fans for at least that first half. But I like NC State over nine. The ACC is just horrendous. I mean, Pitt is taking a huge step back, uh, losing Kenny Pickett. I love the over there. Uh, Ohio State's over 11. And keep Ohio State in your mind because I 
I am a big fan of the Buckeyes this year. Um, and I'll just leave it at that right now. But over 11 for Ohio State. Here's a few that may not get as many looks. Uh, Maryland, over six. I think their offense is finally going to take a step forward. Um, they've Their offense really hasn't been the biggest issue. It's more been allowing, you know, so many points a game uh, that Maryland has gave up. Same story with Louisville. I've got them over six and a half. Uh, I got that at even money, uh, which is a great price for over six and a half. Again, not a great conference and even division that Louisville is in. Um, I like them to get seven wins this year. Uh, they may not get more than that, maybe seven or eight. Um, but I like that right there. Kansas State. This is a team that I don't think the media is talking about enough at over seven. Now, Vegas knows because they're over seven is at a hefty minus 155 when I lock that in. So that is a heavy price to pay for the over. So Vegas knows that Kansas State's going to make a big push this year. Don't be surprised if Kansas State pulls some big upsets this year. Uh, speaking of, of upsets, BYU, over eight and a half wins was at plus 105. BYU is a team that I think is or could pressure for that fourth spot in the college football playoff this year. Another team that I think will push for that fourth spot, if not take it, is Utah. I've got them over nine and a half wins. Uh, they are going to be monstrous this year. They've got some monster games on their schedule. Uh, let's see who have I not hit yet? Purdue, Purdue over seven and a half. Again, kind of like Kansas state. This is a sneaky team that I think could absolutely, uh, make a push and at least get some upsets. Uh, over seven and a half is even money for Purdue. Um, and lastly, I have Iowa state there. Here's your first under. Actually, I did take one under Iowa state's under of six and a half. That's at minus one Oh five. Iowa State is going to take a big step back this year. Um, I don't think Iowa State gets much more than three or four wins this year. Uh, but those, I believe, are all of the uh, win totals I wanted to hit. Yes, it is. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of value, especially when you look at BYU uh, over eight and a half. Uh, Vegas is begging you not to believe in BYU this year. And I think BYU uh, as well as Utah uh, are going to be competing for that fourth spot. So uh, there you go, Dave. I'll hand it over to you if you've got some win totals uh, you, you'd like to share. Yeah, I, I love the Utah call there. I'm a big fan of that one. You, you uh, took that one off the plate there. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned whenever we go through conference winners here in a second, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> All of my win, win total over-unders are in the SEC. The, the four that I, ha- I have here, um, obviously the first one being Mississippi State. Um, actually, it might be five. The f- we'll start here. Alabama at over 11.5 is plus 110. Yes, that means they're going undefeated. No, I don't have a problem with it. I don't see it. I don't think anyone's going to beat Alabama this year. Um, simply put, I think they go 15 and 0 and they win the national title. Um, I think that starts with a 12 and 0 season. So I don't see any issue with that, especially at plus money with how good this Alabama team should be. Returning somewhere between seven, seven or eight starters on defense, as well as your starting quarterback. 
this team is going to be poised. I believe four or five offensive linemen are back as well. I mean, it's Alabama first off, and then you give them a lot of experience. Nobody's beating them this year, um, simply put. I'm glad you say that, Dave, too, because I, you, I've heard some you know college football podcasters and stuff talk about how they think Alabama's going to take a a step back this year and it'd be another rebuild year. It's like, are you kidding me? They just had another power or not power five, excuse me, five-star recruit uh, leave from, I I believe it was Notre Dame to go to Alabama. I mean, they're going to be stacked. And the fact that people are doubting them, you know, you, you never doubt Nick Saban uh, and I'll never doubt him. So I I think that's a great call there. And the, the, Everyone called last year a rebuilding year, and they were <laughs> they won the SEC championship and were in the national title game. <laughs> yeah, if that's if that's a step back, Dave, I think we'll take that every year as Mississippi State fans. <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think they take a. I guess they take a step forward here. They're not going to lose. <laughs> team is just going to. They last year's team was young, and they had some holes in them to where a game a game such as that Texas A&M game could happen last year. I just don't think that happens this year. I don't think they lose focus at all, at all, at any point. And so I'm really excited for them. Next up is an under here. Auburn regular season wins over under six and a half. I'm taking the under here. I'm not trusting Auburn with anything this year. Um, I think that this is a bad team. I think they're going to finish at the bottom of the, of the SEC West. I think they'd be lucky to make a bowl game, honestly. Um, and there's no – I just don't see them getting seven wins here. I, I think they, they can beat Mercer, beat San Jose State, though. Penn State's a toss-up game. I think they beat Missouri, but I think they beat Western Kentucky. I think they lose to every single SEC team they play outside of Missouri. I don't see – I just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think they beat a single one. Um, if they're able to beat Missouri and able to beat Penn State, that's still only you're still sitting at five wins right there, even with that. So I think the under of six and a half is pretty safe. If you've got the opportunity to take an alternate under of five and a half, I don't think that would be bad value at all there. So I really don't see how they win more than five games this year. They might get lucky and slip somebody up and get six, but even at that point, you've got six and a half right here. So. I like that under right there. Moving forward, I've got two more for you here. Next up, this one. You gotta 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 roll with me here for a second. I've got Vanderbilt over two and a half wins. Okay. And yeah, it's 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 Vanderbilt, everybody. It's two and a half wins, though. They're already favored in game number one. It's at Hawaii, which makes me nervous already. On the big island, that's tough. I know. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite, but if we're going off of off of lines here, that's Vegas believes that Vanderbilt will win that game. All right. Then they come back home. ESPN's FPI has given them an 88.6% chance to beat Elon the next week. They should. They should. They definitely should. That's 2-0 and right there. And you're telling me I've got 10 games to win one more. I'm taking my chances. They've got Vander, they've got Wake Forest week three. I think they dropped that one. Week four is that game I'm really circling right there. Northern Illinois, it's on the road. The FBI is slightly favoring 
Northern Illinois, but team rankings favors Vanderbilt. So it's basically a toss-up at that point. I think really think Vanderbilt can carve something out here. Or later on down the road, you know, if Spencer Rattler doesn't turn out to be what he thinks he's going to be, they can beat South Carolina there. They can definitely beat Missouri on the road. I'm not buying into them at all, if you can't tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, Florida, this is a rebuilding year for them. You know, if they catch Tennessee napping at the end of the year for some reason, uh, everybody else thinks steamrolls them. But all I need is two and a half, really. That's it. I think they can definitely do that, without a doubt. And my final one here is this team that I'm really, really high on this year, and that is the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, their win total sits at over under seven and a half. Um, and right now they – that is at plus 120 for the over under seven and a half. Uh, I really think they win a lot of games this year. They've got one of the tougher schedules in the nation. Um, I believe I saw it was right at number three. I think it was somewhere right around there. Um, you've got two top 25 non-conference teams, and then you're playing in the SEC West. That doesn't phase me. I think they take care of it pretty easily. Um, they're gonna they should wipe the floor of Cincinnati. They should really start the season 3-0 and heading into College Station. Uh, I think Arkansas beats AM. and um, And I do think if Alabama is going to lose a game, it would be to Arkansas this year. That, that's the same type of build as the A&M team from last year. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think they can beat A&M in College Station. I think they can – I think that Arkansas-Mississippi State game will be a huge game. Um, you know, I'll be rooting for, obviously, Mississippi State there. But, you know. Wouldn't mind it if it lined my pockets with money a little bit if Arkansas won. <laughs> um, BYU, that's a toss-up game on the road. Um, that'll be a really, really fun one to watch, I think. I still think Arkansas can win that game. Um, but even if they don't, I think they could go 5-0 and down the stretch, uh, if not 4-1. and And at that point, you've, you've got eight wins easy. I think this team can get as many as 10. So it would not shock me at all to see them have a really, really good year this year. So. Yeah, seven and a half at plus one twenty. That's that's pretty free if you ask me. I like those a lot, Dave, and um, specifically with Alabama and Arkansas. You know, I, um, I mean, I, I counted the Arkansas game as a loss when looking at Mississippi State. So I, I do think Arkansas is going to be uh, uh, really good this year and build off of last year because they kind of just petered out at the end of the year last year. It was almost like teams were figuring out what they were doing. Plus, they were dealing with injuries. Uh, but I'm with you, man. I, I think Arkansas is extremely quietly uh, building up to have a great season. And again, proving that the SEC West, not only is the SEC the best football conference, but the SEC West is probably the most talented division from top to bottom uh, in the entire country. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, I don't think anybody's. Um, I don't think that's even worth a debate. Like it's, it's just, it's ridiculous what happens there. It really is, and I All don't right. see. Oh, sorry. How sorry. It, <laughs> you're good. Oh, no, Go ahead. Sorry. You're, I don't see how any conference can touch it really at all. Yeah, so let's, uh, speaking of conferences, Dave, let's look at uh, the Power Five conferences and pick out our winners, and that that can lead into uh, playoff discussions as well. 
Um, but let's start in the ACC again. I don't think this is going to be a great year by any means. Uh, Clemson being ranked fourth. I, I think that was a little too generous for them. I know they were a, uh, what a 10 win team last year, but that was the quietest 10 win team in the country because they were playing in the ACC and there, there really weren't many games, uh, to, help improve their image you know the the big games last year they lost at nc state in overtime their offense just looked horrendous last year but i do believe their offensive line could potentially be the best uh in the country this year uh that will actually give dj a little bit of protection um their defense as well has improved um and, and again i mean people forget you know Clemson held Georgia to 10 points to start last year. Um, but I, I do think uh, Clemson is, I do think they are going to win the conference this year. I think they will beat NC state to get that uh, tiebreaker over them to win the Atlantic uh, uh, division in the ACC, uh, the coastal division. Look, I know people like Miami and they like Pitt. I don't think Miami is going to be much of this year. Um, I mean, they, they could be a seven or eight win team and, and there's no waves that they're causing Pitt losing uh, Kenny Pickett, as well as their number one wide receiver to uh, USC out in California. That is very tough. Uh, even though Pitt's ranked 17th, I think that uh ranked number is going to, uh, they're going to lose that pretty quickly this year. I think this is Clemson and NC States. Um, conference and with that because they're in the same uh same division i think clemson gets that extra win over nc state um so i, I think clemson is going to win the acc this year dave um i imagine your yours is probably similar yeah i mean it's hard to really pick someone else um there's just nobody that jumps off the page here um if you're talking about a rebuilding year that's what you've seen from clemson uh, but this team will be back. They should be back this year. Um, do I think they really have the talent to compete in the playoff? I don't. I don't think so. This is not. This is not one of those Clemson teams that we saw beat Alabama. You know, but they they are definitely are good enough to win the ACC, and they should win the ACC. So I've definitely I've got them. Let's move to the Big Twelve, uh, and in the Big Twelve. The top-ranked team right now is Oklahoma. Behind them is Baylor at 10 and Oklahoma State at 12. Um, and then mixed in, uh, like we talked about earlier, Kansas State, who I think is a dark horse. Um, and obviously with Texas, you know, they Texas could take that step forward this year uh, and set themselves up to be in a pretty good spot when uh, the young Manning gets there. Uh, next year, but I am going to go with Oklahoma state. I took their over of wins. Uh, I think Oklahoma state is actually going to win this conference, uh, a heartbreaking loss in the conference championship last year. Uh, that was just a brutal loss, but they, they will be back this year for sure. Kansas state again is a team that I wouldn't, uh, look past, especially in, this conference uh, with um, 
you know, West Virginia, I, I, even though they have JT Daniels, Dave, I have no idea how West Virginia is going to be this year, frankly. Um, Texas, again, I still think they're building. Um, everybody wants to hype Texas up to make a run this year. I, I think you're you're ludicrous. Um, I think Texas, again, they could be in that seven to nine win range. Um, but Oak State, I, I, I believe they're, they're the 10 or 11 win team uh, in this conference, and I think they will – uh, I believe they'll be raising the conference champion trophy in Jerry world come December. I think this is a conference that's very up for grabs. And I love that Oklahoma state take because that value right there at plus five fifty, at least is what I've got it at here is incredible. I think, um, I think it it's, this is one of those picks again, it's not as easy as the last one, but I really do like Oklahoma to come out here. Um, and win this conference. I think you've got Brad Venables there now, who was a defensive coordinator at Clemson. And if he can find a way to bring some defense to this conference, he's going to have a lot of success. I'll tell you that much. Because they don't ever play defense in the Big 12. So I don't know if that'll be first-year implementation. I do think whoever wins to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will win the conference, simply put. I think that that – I think that you should honestly see them play twice. Um this season once in that once in that championship game and once in the regular season of course and i i'm i'm gonna i I think i'm gonna place a wager on both of them just because the value is great but i would obviously you know gotta gotta want the the lower you know the higher odds to win um so i'll i'll it's a toss-up for me between the two oklahoma teams but I'll, i'll lean towards oklahoma state as well Moving to the Pac-12, uh, I, I had mentioned it earlier with Utah having a chance to jump in. Uh, all the talk right now is, of course, about in uh, Southern Cal uh, with USC and are the Trojans back? Well, they are going to have to go through the Utah Utes. And Utah has a schedule that they can prove themselves greatly with this year. And that includes opening up against Florida. Um, in the swamp. And again, we don't know how Florida is going to be this year. Obviously you, you mentioned that earlier, Dave, but a Saturday night primetime opening week game uh, in the swamp. And you know, the swamp will be buzzing and no matter how good or bad the team is uh, it, it will be bumping that night. And Utah ranks seven coming in there. They are a two and a half point favorite. Uh, which would have them near a touchdown favorite at home. Uh, I love Utah in that game. Um, but you look down the list. They, they've got San Diego State, who we know is a feisty team. I mean, that's not an easy game uh, to overlook. They have USC at home on October 15th, which is a huge, huge matchup. They also have uh, – they'll be traveling to Oregon uh, for the second-to-last game of the season, and they end in Colorado, which, again, isn't the easiest place to play in the world. Um, I mean, they've Oregon State as well um, is, is pretty scrappy. So they've got a chance to go um, either one loss or you know possibly undefeated if they can take down USC at home. Uh, I think this is a, a two-horse race between Utah and USC. Oregon's ranked 11th, but I, I'm not overly confident in Oregon. 
um, this year. They have to open up uh, against Georgia. Um, I believe that's at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. But Oregon's got BYU at home. Um, they have, uh, they've got to go to California. they got to go to Colorado. Uh, they have Utah at home the second to last week of the year and obviously end with their rivalry game with Oregon State. They could have three or four losses on the year. I think this is, again, a two-dog race between USC and Utah. And I'm, I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say Utah. Uh, Utah wins this conference. I think they are going to uh, I think they're going to beat USC at home. Um, and I think they'll have an opportunity to play them a second time for the conference championship. And I'll take Utah there. Um, I think USC is, is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal team uh, for the next five to ten years. But it's it's his first year out there, obviously. Um, and with all of the transfers going out to USC as well. It could be a sort of transitionary uh, year. And I say that thinking that USC will probably win 10 games this year. So don't think I'm hating on the Trojans, but I'm going to go with Utah to win the Pac-12. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's actually the, the one of the, the first conference futures that I locked in was Utah because I sat there and, you know, the Obviously, the AP poll came out, and Utah was the number seven team in the nation. Um, but USC is favored to win the conference. So um, it seems like a lot of buzz that's just created that. And that just should not be what it is, I don't think. There should be the best team favored. And I really do believe Vegas is falling into the trap of the hype and letting us get some really, really good value on the Utah Utes here to win the back to win the Pac-12. Because as far as I'm concerned, then it's really not close to the best team in this conference. Absolutely. And we saw that last year um, with Utah. And again, they're just a scrappy team, man. I, I really like them. Uh, let's move to the Big Ten where there could be some interesting stuff playing out this year. Um, Wisconsin is obviously their fans and their their personnel are thinking they're going to take a big step forward. I mentioned Maryland as well, but I think it's Ohio State's. In my opinion, I think it's Ohio State's year. Um, Michigan and Michigan State are right there uh, chomping at the bit behind them. But I'll keep it short and sweet. Ohio State's the best team in the country. Uh, I think they have the second best quarterback uh, in the country behind uh, the Tides quarterback in Tuscaloosa. Um, but, I, you know, even, even though C.J. Stroud isn't Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud can still rip it. Um, and if he can stay healthy, I think that's the key is if they can keep C.J. Stroud healthy, uh, they've got a shot. Because you look last year, the only teams that, that really gave Ohio, Ohio State trouble Minnesota did at the start of the year, um, but it was for only one half before their starting running back uh, was injured, unfortunately. I don't know. I mean, again, Michigan with their two quarterback system this year, I think they're the only team that could push Ohio State. So that'll be, you know, that'll be huge coming down uh, the stretch there and and, uh, ending the season with that game. But 
I think it's Ohio State season, um, and and that's a little that's a little teaser for uh, uh, my playoff picks. But I I really really like the Buckeyes this year. I don't think they're going to give up. I, I think their defense is going to be similar to Georgia's, not as good as Georgia's defense last year because that was historical. I don't see Ohio State's defense giving up more than fourteen or seventeen points on average a game, um, and especially against. Um, especially against teams like, you know, Arkansas State week two, Toledo week three. Uh, but starting out with Notre Dame, that's a that's a very tough start to the year. Uh, and Ohio State, a 15 and a half point favorite over the number five ranked uh, fighting Irish. Uh, that'll be something we can get into next week because that's a wildly large spread. But you look, I mean, Wisconsin, I think they can hold Wisconsin's offense. Rutgers, I think they're they're going to probably goose egg. Uh, Michigan State, they can hold that down. Um, I, I really think Ohio State is, is set up for uh, a great year on offense and defense. So uh, I have Ohio State winning the Big Ten. I as well. I don't think there's much of a thought process there. Um I'm not as high on them as you are. Um, that's for sure. But they, without a doubt, should be taking steps forward this year. Um, and they really, I mean, there's not much more they really need to do better um, besides stay healthy. So uh, there's there's no one in this conference that's going to test them. Uh, Michigan had one fluke year, and people are going to be high on them. It should They shouldn't be. Um, this is Ohio State's conference, and I don't think anyone's going to take it from them. Short, sweet, simple. Let's end with the SEC. Uh, and again, I, I think this, I, I think it is more wide open than it has been, but I don't think you can go anywhere else but Alabama, um, especially on a revenge tour like they are going to be this year um, to try and get back to the national championship and win. Um, you know, I, it's so tough if you're not named Alabama or Ohio State, even though Georgia is one of those big names, it's so hard to repeat uh, as national champions. And again, there's other good teams mixed in here, man. I mean, Tennessee is going to make a run this year. I don't think they get more than eight or nine wins at, at the absolute maximum, but they're going to make a run. Uh, Mississippi State can make a run. Ole Miss, as much as we hate to say it, they're they're going to have another electric offense. They're not going to stop anybody, but they're going to have a good offense again, even though they want to say they uh, improved their defense. Texas A&M, they are who we we think they are, you know, until they prove otherwise of winning those big games and, and making runs into the college football playoff. Being ranked sixth, I don't know if they're, they're you know, if that's uh, – I think that's way overvaluing Texas A&M this year because – you can have the number one recruiting class, but it ain't going to be all freshmen out there, you know? So I think it's Alabama's um, conference to lose this year, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, I completely agree. There's – I mean, I've already said I don't think they'll lose the game. So if they don't <laughs> – they'll, they'll fly right through this conference. Um, and, yeah – it feels more wide open than in years past. It really does, just because the overall quality of teams are higher. However, I think Alabama's quality of play is also higher than their average year, which their average year is a lot higher than everyone else's. Yeah, above average years. So 
Um, I think that this this is just without a doubt them. Um, I would be beyond shocked if they did not win this conference. So, simply straightforward, put easily. This is this is all all Alabama. All right, Dave. So we've hit our conference winners. Um, we've hit the uh, win totals. We've kind of talked about uh, our underdogs or teams that we think are going to surprise some people this year. Now let's talk about the college football playoff. And unfortunately, we're still going to be at a four-team playoff, uh, even though uh, I hope uh, sooner rather than later it gets to eight or 12. But I I think there's going to be a couple teams that are that are, at least in my opinion, who are used to being in there, and we're going to get another new team kind of like Cincinnati this year. So, Dave, I'll tell you my four teams, and I think two of them you're going to say I may be a little crazy here, but that's how it usually goes, right? So I think Alabama, obviously, I think they are going to be in, um, and these are in no particular order, one through four, um, but I think Alabama will be in. The Ohio State Buckeyes will be my second team in. Um, I think they are going to give it to the Clemson Tigers. Uh, The college football playoff committee has always been very kind to Clemson, uh, even though they are in the ACC. Um, I I think the the playoff committee is going to look more to the ACC and how they dominate that versus uh, a Pac-12 team. Um, but keep that, you know, hold that thought with Pac-12. Um, but I think the ACC does get a little bit more, I guess, favoritism. Um, and it's Dabo Sweeney. I mean, they love Dabo, right? So they're going to give it to Dabo. So Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, those are those are the usually the mainstays. Uh, I do think the what will probably end up being the final spot is going to go to the Utah Utes. And I've talked about, uh, I think in our last episode, Dave, I said, you know, Utah and BYU are two teams that I see that could sneak in to that fourth spot. Um, And BYU particularly playing that role of a new Cincinnati. But Utah, man, I mean, this is this team on paper is so good. And and that's how they were last year, too. You know, a few injuries and, and a few bounces go the other way. And they could have been uh, in an even better spot. I, I think they have the potential to be a maybe one loss team this year. Utah could go undefeated, but I think even if they are a one loss team, they are going to have Clemson from the ACC. Um, I think they'll try to get a Pac-12 team in there, um, especially if Utah beats uh, beats the Trojans twice in the year. I I don't see any way you can keep Utah out of the college football playoff. Um, And I also think Utah kind of like the way Cincinnati did, but in in a a much better way uh, could hold Alabama. If Alabama ends up being number one, Um, I don't know how well Utah will be able to stop Ohio state's offense. Um, I think Ohio state does have a slight edge this year over Alabama. Um, But I, I think Utah could give both, both of those, uh, the Buckeyes and the Crimson Tide, a little bit of trouble. Not saying they could beat them, but I think they could at least make it a watchable game uh, for the college football playoff. So I have 
as way too early. Again, this is August 22nd when we're recording this, but I have Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Utah in my college football playoff, and I would beg to have four more slots or even, you know, uh, eight more slots than that. But there you go, Dave. I'll hand it over to you, man. I would take two more slots, man. Anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Give me (laughs) – I wouldn't mind. We can do a play-in game like the NBA with that 4-5 right there. It's always a debate. Oh, man, that would be incredible. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get there at some point. But <laughs> my my playoff here, I think, simply put, at 1-2, and two, you've got Alabama and Ohio State. Um, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it, I don't think. So I think that's pretty straightforward and very much there. Um, I think at number three, you're going to have, and this this is really tough for me, or three and four. They're both really close, and they could be flip-flopped. Um, but I do think you're going to have Utah at number three. All right. Uh, I, think they, I think they take a loss somewhere. I don't know where it is. But I think that they will be sitting at probably number four for a solid portion of the year. I think Clemson takes a loss somewhere, too. But I think Clemson's loss will be a lot more damaging to them if they were to lose a game, it would be a lot more damaging to them because they don't play a whole lot of people. Yeah. Um, so Utah's got a decent schedule this year. I think that they can go 11 and one, they can get in that playoff. I've got them at the number three spot and they'll be shooting number four because the team that's going to be number three is Georgia. And they'll lose that SEC championship game after going undefeated in the regular season and get dropped to number four. The Georgia Bulldogs will be the fourth team into the playoff, a team that has not been mentioned all episode long, really. But yeah. I just think it's it's a cakewalk for them in the SEC East. They, they don't yeah. play much of anybody. Their toughest non-conference game is Oregon, which they're playing in their backyard. Um, there's just there's not a whole lot for them. Obviously, they play Auburn every year. Um, that should be easy for them. They don't, they don't, they've got one of the easier SEC schedules as far as, you know, having an SEC schedule. Um, but there's just, I see them going undefeated in the regular season, losing the SEC title game, getting in the playoff, and then getting beaten again by Alabama back to back games. Um, that's what I've got in store there. And then I'll have, I'll have Alabama and Ohio State moving on to the championship game. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at Georgia's schedule, man, and you're absolutely right. Oregon playing Oregon in their backyard, so that's probably going to be an eighty-five to fifteen, speaking conservatively, crowd. Probably more like ninety-five to five percent. Then you've got Samford at home, which should be a uh, a should be a, a blowout. But I believe it was Samford who held. Um, I believe it was Samford who held Florida to a uh, uh, pretty close score last year. But again, that was. Yeah, uh, it was, I think it was, it was like 70 to 56, the end of the game. Florida won it, but it was 70 to 56. Yeah, a little too close for comfort. So again, I think that's a win. Going to South Carolina, that's a noon kickoff. So night games at 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 Williams-Brice Stadium are are a different animal, but I, I think Georgia easily takes care of business there. Uh, then you got Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, who we know is going to take a step back. I mean, you look at this, and really their toughest games is a three-game stretch of 
of uh, home against Tennessee at Mississippi State and then at Kentucky, who are three teams that are scrappy enough to to push them. And again, as a Mississippi State fan, you know, in having that game in Starkville is a lot is a lot different from that being in Athens. Oh, yeah. But, but even still, I mean, they, they should they should go 11 and one um, possibly undefeated. But, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. That, that's a, a fairly cakewalk of a schedule. So I, I think that's I think that's right, man. Um, uh, having having them in because I, I think you do have to to um, if there's two SEC teams that are there. Committee's probably going to put both of them in over somebody else. Yeah. I mean, you you've just got to do it. It's it's everybody knows how much better of a conference it is. Um. So it's it's just, yeah. I mean, it, it's them. It's it's the SEC. You've got to give them the respect that they've earned if they're going to be there. Well, I I also have Alabama and Ohio State uh, moving on to the national championship. Uh, but I believe we're going to be on opposite sides for the national championship this year as I have the Buckeyes taking home a uh, a national championship. Yeah, I've got the Crimson Tide taking. <laughs> um, I know my pick is, is incredibly creative. I really went above and beyond to pick this one. Um, but I've got, yeah, Alabama 15-0. I don't, I don't think they're they really get tested much of all this year. This could be a cakewalk of a year. And I really, I hate to say it, I do. I grew up an Alabama fan, and everyone's listening saying this, oh, yeah, there it is. But <laughs> uh, I became a Mississippi State fan, and ever since then I've wanted to see them lose. All I want to do is see Alabama lose. It just brings kind of a smile on my face for the little guy to win. That's what it's like being a Mississippi State fan. But that's just... It's just not going to happen this year. It really is not. All right, Dave. Well, let's get into some uh, some picks. Why not? We finally have uh, football games to pick at, uh, and that starts this Saturday, August twenty seventh. And let's start overseas uh, with Nebraska and Northwestern. Nebraska, a thirteen point favorite here. Um, travel is obviously going to hurt both teams here. You look at their, uh, similar, their last five games of last year, uh, both of these teams were just, they were just not good. Um, they got absolutely blown out, um, by many of the similar teams, uh, Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio state, uh, Purdue, Minnesota, I mean, they they all blew both these teams out of the water. The over-under is 50 and a half. Uh, I am going to – I'm just going to take Nebraska by 13 here. I think they are going to be a much more improved team compared uh, – especially compared to Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern, I don't, I don't know what their over-under on wins uh, will be this year, but it couldn't be more than three and a half. So I'm going to take Nebraska – uh, overseas getting the dub uh, and starting their Big Ten season on the right note. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the opposite side here. I've got I've got Northwestern plus thirteen. Um, I just I don't think Nebraska is is thirteen points 
better than anybody in the big tour in the big big 10 um i don't really care who's playing for north northwestern um i just don't think that'll be the case i mean nebraska's going to have a new quarterback this year scott frost is still trying to get things to stick there um while ryan holinsky will come back for northwestern i think that veteran presence will give him a little bit of help early but that's not even that's my I've got a one unit on that one. I'm going to put two units on the under here. I think this one gets ugly. Um, I think offenses tend to sputter when you go to play overseas in Ireland. So I think that, I think without a doubt, there's a lot less points than people expect in this game. I don't see the way that this game gets to 50. Um, I say that, and then suddenly it's 49 to 42 at halftime. But um, I like the under in this one, and I like Northwestern to cover. Next up, a team that was lucky to win a game last year, UConn uh, or Connecticut um, and Utah State. Utah State, which, by the way, if we remember back to what was it, February, where the guy uh, or there were a couple bets that had Utah State winning the national championship. They opened as 27-point favorites over UConn. I'll take that any day and night over uh, over Connecticut. Um, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that that Utah State can outscore Connecticut by uh, four touchdowns. The over unders at sixty. Um, I wouldn't touch that because I don't know if Connecticut's going to even score in this game. They may get a touchdown. Give me Utah State by twenty seven. I completely agree with that one. You got to get this line before it gets up to twenty eight. Um, hopefully it'll stay there at 27, maybe get 26 and a half, um, for all of our listeners out there, but the UConn is so bad. It is, it's just, yeah, they're happy to be playing basketball, you know? Um, but yeah, I think Utah state steamrolls here. I agree with the staying away from the over under next up. We've got Wyoming and Illinois, Illinois is a 10 point favorite here. This is the first rat line I smell of the week, Dave. Um, lots of disrespect to Wyoming. I know Wyoming is obviously not a powerhouse, um, but by, by any means, uh, Wyoming can hold their own. I don't trust Illinois as far as I can throw them. They were unbelievably disappointing last year. Um, I don't think you can snap your fingers and improve this team this much. Uh, a four o'clock kickoff. That's going to be, this could be a sloppy game and Vegas sees that setting the over under at 44. I'm going to take Wyoming plus the 10 here. I may sprinkle a little bit on the money line of plus 295. I think that's great value. Illinois historically is horrendous in, um, in opening, uh, opening weeks especially when they are a double-digit favorite. I believe I saw some stat where they were – it was something crazy, like 10 and 22 as, as opening week favorites by double digits. It, it was something along that line. Um, moral of the story is Illinois is terrible in home openers. Uh, and Wyoming, again, I've used the word a lot today, but they are a scrappy team. They're going to fight hard, and I will take them uh, plus 10 here. Yeah, I, I, this is one that I might tease here and take um, take Illinois there. But 
at that that line of ten, you're right. That smells fishy. Um, something something ain't right there. I think if I had to make a play on this game, I would take the under. Um, I agree with that being that chippy, scrappy game. Wyoming lost a lot of talent last year, um, whether it be to the draft or to the transfer portal. Majority of the transfer portal, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean Illinois is ten points better than them. So um, this is a this is one that's going to be going to need to be sniffed out a little bit more because something's not right here. Yeah, we will definitely. Uh... We should all keep watch on this line uh, throughout the week because I, I know I'll take them at plus 10 now, um, but it, it could, you know, it could drop down to Illinois by eight. Um, if, if Wyoming goes up anymore, even if it gets to 10 and a half or 11, I'm still going to take Wyoming because, yeah, it, there's just something that smells um, wrong in that game. Um, next up, Charlotte and Florida Atlantic. FAU seems to always be able to beat Charlotte. Um, Charlotte is a seven-point road underdog here. Um, this is a game that I'm not necessarily going to touch. I would lean Florida Atlantic, um, but I, I would not touch this game. Uh, both of these teams are really coming into this year uh, with their hands in the air, really not knowing. Um, and we have no idea what to expect with Charlotte. Or uh, or Florida Atlantic, so uh, I'm going to stay away from this. I would lean Florida Atlantic, but seven almost seems too much for me. It doesn't seem too much for me. <laughs> uh, I'll take the Owls here. I think they're they're poised to start this start this year off well. Um, I think, I mean, these two teams played to start the year last year, if I'm not mistaken, in Charlotte. And FAU walked out victorious there. So I think yeah. they should be able to take care of business here um, at home. So I think that the, without a doubt, I would love to get it to six and a half, of course. And it feels, let me just tell you, Miles, it feels good to be back to saying I'd love to get six and a half. You know, oh, feels, yeah. It's back, man. Oh, it's so nice. I'm so sick of just baseball. Yep. Absolutely. One and a half, one and a half, one and a half. Nope. Give me it at six and a half. I'll buy the half point on FAU there. <laughs> I'll take and I think they, they should handle this comfortably. Well, and to speak on how great it is to talk football and lines again, uh, probably the ugliest game of that day is North Texas <laughs> and UT El Paso. This is a pick'em game, uh, because I think Vegas even said, whatever y'all want, take it. Um but it's great to be able to talk North Texas and UTEP. Um, interstate rivalry, maybe. Who knows? I couldn't, I couldn't point on a map where either of these teams are in the state of Texas. Over-unders at 55. North Texas, it, from what I remember last year, was horrendous. Um, UTEP was not much better, but I'm going to take UTEP in a pick them uh, just because it's just nice to be able to uh, – to take picks on ugly games like this. That's a nine o'clock Eastern start as well. So after, uh, after Wyoming loses uh, by 50 and, and Utah state fails to cover, I'll be needing something to uh, uh, in the night. Well, so give me UTEP. I'm just going to take the over, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Th- th- these are two teams that, that have proven they could score the ball a lot in the past. I don't think either defense is very strong. 
Um, especially North Texas, I think, is very good at putting up points. At least they were top tier last year um, in one of the offensive categories. Um, it might have been rush yards, honestly. But they, there should be some points scored here. This should be a fun one. So I'm very, very excited to just kind of put this one on the second TV and watch points be scored. Absolutely. And and speaking of points being scored, I think that's going to happen in our next game. Nevada traveling to New Mexico State. Nevada's a nine-point road favorite. The over-under is at 50. I'm taking Nevada by nine. I'll take Nevada by 19 and give me the over. I think Nevada puts up 40 in this game easily. New Mexico State gets some late points, uh, meaningless points to hit that uh, hit that over. Uh, I love Nevada and the over in this game here. Yeah, Nevada obviously should take care of business here. I think I don't think this one's much of a um, much of one there. Um, losing Carson Strong last year, which I really. You know, I haven't heard much of him since the draft, and I thought I would hear a lot more by now, but, you know, silly me for having a thought. Um, <laughs> I, I think that they lost a lot of experience, but I'm not I'm not anywhere near sold on this New Mexico State team, so I think that they should be able to handle it by double digits. They should, and, and now, Dave, let's go. Half, let's go. Let's Woo! go to the Big Island. Hawaii and Vanderbilt. Hawaii is a six and a half point underdog on the island. Uh, the over under is at 55. This might be the most tuned into game besides that uh, game overseas earlier with Nebraska and Northwestern. But everybody wants to see an SEC team, quote unquote, SEC team travel to the big island and see what happens. And we're going to see Dave. Is this one of those wins where Vanderbilt can push to get over two and a half this year, like you uh, like you said they will? I think so, absolutely. Um, I believe it. the guy who said Vanderbilt was going to win three games is taking Vanderbilt. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think they'll they'll be just fine. I think that without a doubt they should be able to just take advantage of the level of talent they have. They're just more talented. Um, and yeah, obviously Joe or, uh, excuse me, Hawaii. I don't know why, where I just pulled Joe from. <laughs> uh, I'm losing it, man. I hate being a full-time employed person. Oh, anyway. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so nice to, to talk, uh, uh, you know, real football, not, not high school football. I hope nobody's uh, listening to that, but um, <laughs> it's so nice to talk uh, spreads on games. I should say, since we don't have those uh, in high school football, <laughs> you can create some, you know, no big deal. <laughs> we could, I know if my boss is listening, he, he's sometimes uh handicap some, uh, some spreads, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, uh, when we, when we first started this podcast, we were college students and now we're both, we're both full-time and full-time in the workforce. So that's why the episodes have been a little less frequent and why our, <laughs> uh, seems like we're going a little bit more crazy because we are true <laughs> adults now, but anyways, <laughs> back to the game. I think that Vanderbilt, yeah, they're the least talented team in the SEC, but I, 
it should be able to handle Hawaii. And Hawaii has that big island advantage, but there's just no there's no doubt that they should be able to take care of business here. Um, no doubt Vanderbilt should be able to take care of business here. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, half, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you you look at even, like, Hawaii's news page on ESPN, and the last thing on there is from 94 days ago. There's not a lot of hype surrounding this Hawaii team. By the way, Hawaii's got to travel week three to the big house in Michigan for a primetime Saturday night game. Uh, so that's, man, that that is that is tough for the Rainbow Warriors. I think they can get off uh, to a great start, though, with a uh, win over Vanderbilt. Um, I, I really, I just cannot, I cannot trust this Vanderbilt team. And I know that sounds crazy because I just said, I don't think Hawaii has a lot going for them. But I, I you have to get hyped up to, to play an SEC team. And, and, you know, Vanderbilt and Michigan are their two biggest games of the year. Um, you know, obviously they'll play Utah state, um, Wyoming, Nevada. Uh, but I mean, Michigan and Vanderbilt, those are the two games where they are, uh, they have it circled and, and hoping they can, uh, make a little bit of noise. I, I'm going to go crazy here and, and I'm going to say, not only does Hawaii cover, I'm going to give Hawaii, uh, I'm going to take Hawaii on the money line. What is it? Plus one eighty five. So, I and again, you can call me crazy. Uh, I know we, we want to go with our SEC teams, but, man, Vanderbilt just gives me nothing to look forward to. And, and even if I'm basing this entirely on being on the big island, we've seen the, the powers that the island can have. Um, so I, yep, you know what, I'm, and I'm going to lock it in right now, Dave. I'm taking Hawaii plus six and a half. And Hawaii money line plus one ninety five, uh, just to have a little bit of fun on the island. That big island, it does have some powers, man. It really does, and it scares me. I think that I just really think the Vanderbilt's more talent than people give them credit for this year, um, and I think that that hopefully will play enough of a role. I think if this game was like week six or something, then yeah, I'm taking. I would I would probably take Hawaii as well. But with it being week one and you're preparing, you've been they've they've been harping on the, you know the trips the Big Island and what it's going to be like and how you're gonna you know how you've got to prepare yourself for it because that's not easy for college kids to go over there and you know focus on playing football. So oh, right, but I think that they'll be able to do that just simply off the fact that this is the first game of the year and they should you know it's, it's they, they should be ready for it. They should. Uh, and last game on the docket for this week one is West Virginia at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a seven-point favorite. Uh, I I was going to say they're playing this game at Heinz Field, but I whatever, it's, it's not named Heinz Field anymore, uh, which is just shocking. That doesn't even feel right, but... Pittsburgh is a seven-point favorite here. Again, I talked earlier. I have no idea what West Virginia is going to be with JT Daniels. I feel like they're going to be better than a Pitt team who doesn't have Kenny Pickett and their number one wide receiver. I think seven points is crazy to be favored over West Virginia. 
give me West Virginia plus seven. Um, I, I think West Virginia can not only cover the seven point spread. I think they could even win this game outright. Um, Pittsburgh has a lot to replace, not just from, uh, not just from the wide receiver transfer and, and, and draft, but there have been other, um, transfer portal players and just losing that amount of offense is extremely tough to replace. I mean, you look at just when after LSU won the, uh, national championship losing a quarterback like Joe Burrow I'm not saying Kenny Pickett Joe Burrow don't don't get upset but you know losing somebody like that who is a powerhouse uh at quarterback and a a true captain of the offense as well as your your top receiver I mean that's just that that's incredibly tough to replace uh with not a lot of time to do so give me the Mountaineers uh at plus seven um and end the week week zero on a good note yeah i'll be taking um i'll be taking that as well this game obviously is a little over a week away but i think it's worth taking a look at now um it's this will be i guess this technically falls under the week one classification but i like west virginia as well i don't I think that Pitt very quickly drops out of the top 25 after week one and then just never to return. <laughs> and that'll be. I don't think West Virginia has to do a whole lot of special stuff here to beat this team. I think they're a little overrated. Um, and I think that West Virginia should just, if they can just, whoever wins the turnover battle wins this game. And I like that to be West Virginia. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there, man. Um, I, I think West Virginia is going to be really fired up. Uh, yeah, that is next Thursday. I don't know why I had that written down in the uh, uh, week zero column. So my fault on that. But hey, a little preview for the next week. Why not? Um, but no, I'm with you with that, man. Uh, I, I think Pittsburgh very quickly falls out. Um, I, I frankly, I, I do not understand why. Pitt is favored so much. I mean, you even see the uh, ESPN's football power index gives Pitt a 78.1% chance to win this game. I, again, you want to talk about snake lines, you know, or rat lines. This one smells a little bit. So uh, I'm going to take West Virginia. Um, But again, that's, that is September 1st, uh, the next week. So, uh, um, but anyways, I, I think I think we're set up for a great, great week zero, Dave. Uh, before we go, are there any other teams that you want to mention that that could maybe be dark horses this year in your mind? Um, are, are there any? Uh, I know next week we can get into more of our, our games we're looking forward to most, uh, but. Are there any teams you want to just throw out there as a, hey, don't look past this team just yet, um, or anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Oh, um, I think there's a lot of teams that fall into that category that's kind of like a, hey, don't look past them, but I don't think any of them are really good enough to really to make a push for the playoff. Um, I think that Arkansas could be one of those teams Right there, I know we've talked about them, but I really think they've they've got a shot at it um, of making a New Year's Six Bowl and getting there. Um, I would 
I would say don't look past Miami. Um, I think they're going to do well this year. I, I don't think they do well enough. I've seen some people have them in the playoff, and I'm not buying into that, but I think they could they could get close to a New Year's Six Bowl as well themselves. Um, so I think those are two teams to kind of look out for there. Um, I'm not buying in the Notre Dame. I would quickly look past them. I was uh, just about to ask you. That's hilarious. I was just about to ask you what uh, where, what your take on Notre Dame is this year, and I couldn't agree more. Bad. They're bad. They're yep. a football team. Stop overhyping them before the season starts. They never do anything. One thing I will say, though, that Manti Teo documentary that came out is really, really good. Um, that's a good watch. It's going to be a lot more fun to watch that than it is to watch Notre Dame football as a Notre Dame football fan. So um, be sure to check that out, all you <laughs> out there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, you look at Notre Dame, open up against Ohio State. That's a L. Then they've got Marshall in California. Okay, there's two wins. North Carolina, who I can't stand. I don't think they're going to be any good, but I think they could push Notre Dame. But I'll give you three and one there. But they're going to lose to BYU. Mark that down. Um, you know, they're going to lose to Clemson. They could lose at Syracuse with our boy Garrett Schrader, uh, former Mississippi State quarterback and former, I believe it was, Charlotte Catholic or Charlotte Christian high school quarterback, but Charlotte guy. Uh, so hopefully he can get the win over the Irish there. Uh, but then you've got Boston college, you in the season with Boston college and at USC. And those are not easy. You know, those are not easy wins by any stretch. Um, I'm with you, man. The, the, the height that Notre Dame gets is just atrocious. It's just atrocious. And, and, and that, that, that's a team that is really going to have to prove it to me before I can buy into it. I completely agree with you right there wholeheartedly. There's just no shot that I'm, that I'm really buying into them um, without them doing something to earn it. So we'll see if they can earn it. If they beat Ohio State, I'll talk to them. Um, but I think that you and I are in agreement that just will not be happening. Nope, no chance. Uh, so there you go. Man, it is great to be back talking football. I am I am so glad that, that we're back into this. Hey, we're grown-ups with, with big jobs now, but that's all right, man. We, we'll always find time to do this. Uh, and also, the NFL is coming. You know, that's knocking on the door as well. Uh, I know you're a lot more excited about that season than I am, but we're still going to break all that down uh, in the coming weeks as well. But for Dave Smith, I'm Miles Conner. Thank you for tuning in to our Week Zero College Football Preview episode of Faded Sports Pick'em. We will talk to you next week. Bunch of young, no Chinese, and being stuck together like a Siamese. I've been in rough.